Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Joy of Teaching podcast. My name is Peter Chan. Welcome, everybody. Back to the Joy of Teaching, Episode 2, COVID-19, Keeping It Together. Now, this was not the plan for Episode 2. I was going to speak on the best and the worst of teaching and just really cover the whole gamut of what we teachers deal with and the support that we need. Enter coronavirus COVID-19. This has to indeed be the worst, (laughs) I think, that I could come up with. Never before has our social landscape changed so drastically, so quickly, post-World War II, I'm told. I'm doing a special spotlight in this episode on what the changes mean for teachers, for learners, and uh, I guess everyone in between. This episode is about keeping it together. Mental sanity, learning, social bonds, and a sense of peace during, well, one of the most difficult times I've ever lived. You'll learn a little bit about me, but mostly this episode is about one of the most important joys gained from teaching, which is bringing us all together. You'll have tips, parents, on how to continue and fill the shoes that your teachers did if you're in an experience where schools are closed. I hope you gain what you need to gain from episode two. Keeping it together. Welcome to the joy of teaching. What a week it's been. It's been crazy since I spoke to you all last. Last I spoke to you, I was calm. (laughs) I was excited. I I was at peace. There was a peace to me that I haven't been able to find for the past two weeks. And I'm starting by sharing that because I don't think I'm alone. This has been two weeks of COVID-19, and I'm doing a special today about COVID-19, how that impacts us as teachers, and here in Quebec, and all throughout much of of, uh, North America, schools are shut down. So as teachers, our role has completely been removed, for the most part. Our school board and the Ministry of Quebec has actually told us not to engage our parents as their sons and daughters teacher, not to give instructional uh, assignments or assistance. And so if you happen to be a parent or a student in my class, I am not speaking to you as Mr. Chan, your teacher. (laughs) I'm speaking to you as Peter, the podcast broadcaster of the joy of teaching.life. Welcome everybody who's tuned in. I'm going to talk a little bit about myself, and then I'm going to jump in. This session is all about sources and resources to help you, uh, both parents, children, families, and, of course, teachers and your families. Um, I'm I'm feeling that agitation as I speak to you, that stress that uh, has become the new normal for all of us. And so if you hear some hesitancy or some raw edges in my voice. I'm sorry, but uh, 
I'm doing the best I can, as I'm sure you're all doing the best you can. In my situation, I've got the added burden of I'm immunosuppressed. I suffer from an illness by the name of ankylosing spondylitis. It's more than a mouthful. Uh, what it means is basically that my immune system is attacking my bones and my body and and whatnot. So I deal with with chronic pain that can be extreme at times, and I deal with fatigue, which is always extreme. And uh, so my brothers and sisters, teachers, parents, when you are tired, I get it. I get it. Um, it's put me at, in the category of high risk to uh, the COVID-19, and so I need to be extra careful. And, um, and that's added, of course, extra stress on me. Um, the stress that we're all feeling is the first thing I'm going to mention. Uh, I'm going to say that this, with your children at home, you have got an extra burden, parents, teachers. The significance that you played in society as a whole has been removed, and you're dealing, you don't have the distraction of going to work to calm you and give you structure for your day. And so you're dealing just with the information around COVID, and all of us are feeling that. Um, I hope that panic is not in your mindset, and uh, I'm going to give you some tools here to hopefully answer questions and, and move you into a more healthy place. One thing that has been advised by the medical community, um, and they are, uh, I just got off the phone with my doctor yesterday, and they are concerned for the mental health um, ramifications to this. Depression can be a part of isolation, and uh, I know I felt that. Um, so getting out, there is nothing in the natural world that puts us at risk to this. It is man. This is a disease amongst humankind, left in places by humankind. Um, but animals, animals, if you've got an animal at home, spend time. Pet therapy, they call it. Why give it a name? It's just so good. We've got a little guy. We've got a little Grover here. <laughs> he's a shipu mix of Shih Tzu and Poodle, and he's just a snuggle bun, um, and uh, and we love him. And uh, and so he's just great. And animals can be really an asset um, if you've got a pet. Spend time with them. Take them for a walk. Do it safely with all the guidelines in place. But being outside, going for a walk locally, uh, there's there's no problem with that. Um, I just took a walk. I went uh, where I live. I'm not far from the water. And I went uh, along the road here and just sat on a rock and just took in the outside. And it's just healing with the sun on me and seeing the water, the openness. It was just, it was a nice moment of just, yes, the world is bigger than <laughs> my room. Yoga. Yoga, this is a great time, and teachers and parents, I have used yoga in my classroom. And funny enough, it wasn't my idea. It was a student who brought it up and said, Mr. Chan, can we can we do uh, yoga activities or something that helps us just kind of relaxing activities? And I thought, oh my gosh, is this ever a great request? Um, I'm big on helping the mental health of the community I serve. And, and that to me was, was wonderful. And uh, we called it Zen time. And I'd pop on a YouTube video, 10 minutes. That's it, 10 minutes, and we would just engage in uh, in yoga. Yoga is great. You're moving your body, but you're calming your soul, and you can do it together. These are all recommendations that allow you to 
connect with each other as a family. Parents, you rarely have the opportunity to have your kids at home with you. Those of you who are working at home or were stay-at-home parents, you now have that opportunity. And some of these are really going to be ideas that speak to you because you couldn't do them. There are upsides, guys, to being at home. And one of them is spending time together exercising, going for walks, yoga, meditation if it's your bent. Uh, I've I've done some meditation training through the Vipassana Montebello um, Center, and it is so powerful. There are meditation, guided meditations on YouTube. Pop it on. My kids in my grade four class, after doing yoga, asked me about meditation. And so it's not just an adult activity. It's a calming activity for all souls of all ages. And I start there because I get the feeling we might need to start there today. Another problem or another hiccup that this is causing all of us, you're... you're Your kids, our students, are isolated from each other socially at this point, and they are missing that connection that they got from school, the social element. There are ways to keep that going, and we're very fortunate that we have technologies such as Skype and Zoom and FaceTime and Messenger and WhatsApp that allow you to (laughs) do all of that. I've never done it with WhatsApp. I did it yesterday with my family. It was crazy. (laughs) It's this new screen popping up all over the place. I've got family in Scotland. We had down the street. I was in one room. My my partner was in the other room. (laughs) And we just got a good good laugh connecting with each other. Um, be thankful. Be thankful that we have these resources. Had this disease hit us 30 years ago when I was a kid, dang, that would not have been something available. And uh, we're just not in that world. So social media is a real asset to us these days. I'm going to suggest a fun one too um, that's more specific to just releasing any particular stresses individuals might be having and wanting to share. Creating a slideshow on Google Slides. The, uh, the Google suite of applications. They call themselves G Suite. Uh, if you have a Google account, if you have, which most of us do, if you, if you don't, just hop over to Gmail and, and make an account and you'll have access to all of these technologies that let you work collaboratively and share your resources with each other. I'm not going to get into the details, but creating a slideshow. I thought of this the other day, um, promoting it to the communities that I serve. Of On each slide, everybody creates a slide of just a picture of themselves at home, maybe some text, some short and sweet captioned text, maybe a video of you saying hello and you're thinking of everybody else in your classes right now. What a wonderful thing to put up and to share out with the other members in your community. And then you keep building and building on that, and it becomes a resource that you can go to when you're freaking out, because at times we are freaking out. And uh, and I think that that's a wonderful thing to do to connect all of you. Your gift of connection may be healing to somebody else who needs it, and it may not just be for yourself as well. Um, I'm going to talk about in a little bit websites that allow you to continue your academics. But there is an article that I've put up on my website, um, joyofteaching.life, about life skills. Life skills are fundamental to our future, many of them, and yet our education system has removed many of them. 
um, home economics was a class in my high school and it was, it was taken out and, and there's debate and consideration of bringing it back in. And I'm not sure where it's at yet in the high schools because I'm an elementary teacher, but, um, it wasn't something that was taught throughout and, uh, and you'd have to go back very far to find it. And now your children are at home and you are at home, many of you with them. What a great way, because even if they go back to school, they are not going to be exposed to some of the things that I write about in that article. How about you have your kids help you cook? Oh my gosh, is that ever a way to make them be a significant, not just a member of your family, but significant member. And when you give a child importance, they they shine and they want the relation with you more. They feel, they grow, their confidence develops and everything around them is easier when they have that. Have them be significant in their roles, making dinner, helping, helping maybe make a breakfast. How about this? You give them some special roles to help everybody connect at home. How about having them come up? And this is... <laughs> This is great if you have really young kids that can speak, as long as they can speak, and I'm going back to pre-K here, as long as they have the ability to talk, have the youngest in your family have this job. Come up with the conversation topic at home, at the dinner table. That'll do two things. It'll get your young kid telling everybody, let's have dinner together because they're on and they want to be on and they're going to shine with pride at, at this job. And then you're going to have the cutest, the most interesting. You're going to have perhaps at times nonsensical conversation topics and all of it is going to lighten the mood is going to brighten everybody um, and, and share that share that perhaps it's time for a little bit more serious conversations and whatnot but the younger members of your family they can do this and it will add us a, a bright spark to dinner have them come up with the conversation topic It'll also be a focus to put away the devices at the dinner table and have dinner together. Um, uh, giving jobs, giving jobs and roles that are meaningful is something that transforms my classes. I have in my rooms, I have the kids decide, they decide our daily menu of activities. I tell them we have to do some writing. They know they have to do some math. They know they have to, um, do some reading when and how we do it. Who cares? So I have them decide and there's somebody who's a judge who comes up and decides the layout of our plan and then tells everybody when we're doing everything. I have an attention getter in my class. When I need to stop the class and get their attention, it's not me. Why take on that burden? Put it on a peer. They listen better. <laughs> I'm going back and forth recommendations for the home as well as the, the source of where I'm coming from with that. It applies in the teaching profession and most of my audience are teachers. So I'm, I'm throwing that in too. If we do go back to school this year, you can apply these ideas and, and whenever we go back, you can. Um, how about washing hands police? Oh. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And you can have a, a team do that or something. Somebody who's watching and being observant and making sure that everybody's doing what they need to do. How about a designer? I do this in my classrooms. I have students find positive messages and quotes that uh, would uplift, would uplift everybody. Uh, I never know when somebody's going to have that rough down day. 
I know that these days many of us are. And and at home, there's no reason that you can't do this. We've we've tried this at times in the house as well, and it's had uh, it's had different levels of success, but. It's, it's a positive activity. Have them find quotes online, print them out, and put them around the house. And just be a reminder to, you know, the positives. There are upsides to being at home with your family, guys. There are upsides to not being in school. There are upsides that are going to be seen if you can have the lens to see them. I have to thank all of you for listening because having the time to do this podcast this for me, this is an upside. It's connecting me. It's a connection piece. It's uh, helping my mental health feel significant when I can't on a daily basis, given I am a teacher and classes have been canceled and schools closed. Uh, and so finding the lens of positivity and looking at the upside, those designers, I call, I'd call them designers. They're putting up quotes on your walls and whatnot, and they're designing things. In any case, you can keep in touch. I mentioned it earlier with Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, WhatsApp, Messenger, and there's all kinds of technologies there. I am not on the cutting edge of tech. No one is. <laughs> no one is. <laughs> but I am going to jump into, right now, I'm going to jump into some websites and some technology that, for the academic portion, um, I want to start. I wanted to start with the emotional. But why? It's more important. And now I'm going to jump into the academics. And this is where I do have a forte. I run most of my classes in a, in a manner that they're web-based in terms of what we're using to teach. And I do that because if the children are interested at all, they can continue what they do in class at home in the very same way. Because the internet is the internet is the internet from wherever you are with whatever device you use. So I'm going to jump into a list here and I'm going to briefly speak about each one. There is an article devoted to all of these ideas on my website at joyofteaching.life. These articles, of course, are accessible freely, and they are um, they'll they may go in a little bit more in depth, or maybe even tie you to a video on the how to if you if you have you know a little bit of hiccup on registering if you need an account for some of this. These resources are all free. I'm not promoting anything that takes money. I want to make sure everybody has the access they need to help themselves, and so. I'm going to briefly touch on them, but you can explore more. You can reach out to me if you need some personal assistance, and I'll write an article or two going in more depth if I need to. But uh, here we go. Number one, and this is in no particular order, thatquiz.org. Thatquiz.com works as well. They own both website addresses. And uh, this is the most promoted website I ever recommend. It is so powerful for a teacher. Teachers spend hours correcting, drum roll, math. This website, as a result of using this website, I have not corrected a worksheet in math for, wait for it, seven years. What? Yeah. I want you to breathe that one in, teachers. I have not corrected a paper product in math because of that quiz.com for seven years. So if there's anything that just got you uplifted, I'm hoping it was this. If you are doing anything with math, you need to take a look at that quiz. You really do 
it's I'm going to I'm going to defy that. I'm going to say it's irresponsible <laughs> for you to not go to that quiz.com and check it out. So what it does is it basically replaces the curriculum from kindergarten all the way to university. There's calculus in there. And um, and it allows you to have a basically a website created with the parameters that you would like to create. Focus on math, focus on arithmetic, on division, whatever. Focus on um, algebra, focus on graphing, geometry, measurement. It's all there. It's all there. There are topics that aren't there, but man, oh man, has this ever been a tool of power. So the user can control what level they want to place themselves on. The computer tells them, gives them the quizzes, gives them the questions, and the computer tells them immediately whether they're correct, whether they're incorrect. At the end of the session, it'll actually tell them how fast they were at answering, and they can work on speed, perhaps, instead of just getting it right, which is also important. Um, it allows a teacher to enter the list of names of their class. And then if you get your kids in front of a device, they can have a special little pin code that points them to a, a test that you may not even have time to create, but you're just using a test the system creates. And then it will take their scores, their percentages, and it will organize it into a table for you, teachers. <laughs> it will organize, it will correct them and put next to the name the score that each of your students have received. Seven years, people. The next website I wanted to share today is freerice.com. Freerice.com is the most important website that I ever share with anybody. I came across this about 12 years ago by a student I was tutoring privately. And uh, Freerice is run by the World Food Program, which is a division of the United Nations. It is legit in doing what it says it will do, which is like that quiz, it creates quizzes, a multiple choice question will appear on your screen. And for every correct answer that you manage to uh, respond with, it will donate 10 grains of rice to an impoverished area of need to a family that's starving. And so this is an amazing way for a child without spending any money to be significant, socially responsible worldwide. And uh, you can form an account to keep track of your contributions. Free Rice will show you stats to show you what their global contributions have amounted to. And uh, it is such a powerful way to motivate kids and to have them feel significant. I have students that they love the subject matter. They love that there's math, there's English, there's French, there's languages, there's science, there's there's history, there's art, all kinds of different subject matter. And that may be their motivator. But I have I have students that I've spoken to who do it not because of the subject. They couldn't care less what subject they're doing. They're doing it because they're watching that rice bowl. <laughs> There's actually a visual. They're watching that rice bowl fill up and that they're heart based. That is what's driving them is the connection that they're making a difference freerice.com. Next, Quizlet. Quizlet.com. This is one of several online flashcards. Now, teachers, if you have ever spent any time making decks of flashcards to promote content or whatever, you've put a picture on one side of a, of a card and wrote something, a language, a word to teach, <laughs> stop, stop, and start using Quizlet. I'll never forget five years ago, I was in a in a, a school by the name of Dorval Elementary, and there was a teacher there, a French teacher, grade two, 
who, when I showed her Quizlet, she had just finished making vocabulary cards, laminating them and presenting them to the class as a resource that they can use to help themselves. I showed her Quizlet and she thought to herself and she said it out loud, Why, where were you? Where were we three days ago? <laughs> She's got she's got laminate shrapnel everywhere, <laughs> scissors that are worn down, and such time it takes to create physical resources, whereas Quizlet allows you to share all the content that other teachers have made. Parents, completely free. There's no reason why you can't use this to promote spelling, promote French, promote vocabulary, promote the math. There's basic facts of all kinds across all subjects in there. Quizlet is so powerful. I love using the speller because there's very few technologies that promote direct spelling. Um, and it completely, when I was teaching French, it completely replaced my dictates. In English, I've run school-wide spelling bees on this because it's a share, shared resource. So powerful. Um, Code.org. Now, Coding is something that's being highly promoted across Canada. Canadian government actually had an initiative to get teachers to get on board with uh, at least an hour of code uh, each year. Code.org is a great starting place for you staff members that you're not that tech savvy and coding scares the bejesus out of you. There are a ton of resources that the teacher becomes insignificant. Just get the technology in front of the kids. Tell them to go to this website. You become a learner with them. And then the website drives the activity. Code.org has tons of activities and it has become a hub for all of the other coding instructional websites, it's become a hub to promote them all. So you'll see a lot of third-party websites that it promotes. If you don't like the interface code.org offers, you can go check out others. Uh, I start all my coding clubs, and I'll, I, I may be running some in the near future uh, virtually, which you can do with a coding club. Um, and uh, code.org allows uh, you a great launch pad to start, which is a, and coding, of course, the reason it's promoted is it involves such problem solving. It's a creative uh, venture. It is significant because if the child, you know, enjoys this and, and gets significance from it, well, shoot, it can lead to a professional direction, which it did for me. The technology that coding, I mean, I, I, there was no internet when I started. I was, I was coding, you, you learned from, from episode one, uh, when, when it was not cool at all to be geeky. But I was learning to program, and, and I loved it. I loved what I was able to do on the computer. I was able to control and make the computer do things. It was following my instructions. I was printing uh, flags and whatnot graphically. I was doing some simple things by today's standard. But what wasn't simple is it developed a interest in me that never stopped. And previous to teaching, I ended up working and servicing large organizations, never having taken a computer class because of my passion for coding. It, it motivated me to learn everything else about computing, and, and it brought me places. That same pathway can begin for your children, same time it began with me, which was when I was in elementary school. 
Duolingo.com. Now, this is a website that you've most likely seen or heard of because there's an app for it on all of the major interfaces. You've got it on Windows Mobile. You've got it on uh, Apple products have it, of course. So too does Android. And there's an internet website that you can access from a desktop computer. But it is it is completely free, as all of these resources are. And this one allows you to really delve into practicing and moving forward in language learning. If you are needing something, because you are an English family and you need something that your children can use to help move themselves forward in French. If you're a French family and you need something to help your children move forward in English, <laughs> it is a predominantly based on assuming you are a English mother tongue speaker, but there are uh, some courses available for those whose mother tongue is not English. And uh, every language that I could think of is represented and it's free. So powerful. It's amazing what you can get for free these days, guys. I'm telling you, you just need to know where to look. And uh, that's what I'm trying to do here point you to places to look. Arcademics.com. I'm going to spell that for you. A-R-C-A-D-E-M-I-C-S.com. Arcademics.com is, it looks like a kid website and and it really is. It's K to six. It's math-based, but not just math-based. I think they have some, yeah, they do. They have some English language activities as well. These are games. This is a a site that has gamified new word alert gamified uh which is which is a very trending principle in in a lot of what we practice gamification is is the i think number one powerful way to instill uh, a lesson turn it into a game anyway that's what this web website has done it's turned these academics into games and what's really powerful about these games is that you compete with other people anywhere in the world, as long as they log in at the same time that you log in, uh, there's no registration for an account necessary. You can play public games that somebody starts and just waits for people to join, and then you're joining and you're playing somebody all across the world. You have no idea who they are, and uh, you're competing against. At times, it'll be just the computer, but at times, it'll be real people across the world, depending on how many people have connected with you. There's no chatting. There's none of that to worry about that we can worry about with younger kids going into places that connect them with others. There's none of that to worry about, which is great. Uh, you can even create private rooms or private games and and have a password and then ha- and then you know call up your friends or whatnot and say, hey, let's go to Archademics. Let's let's hang out on Archademics for a bit. Let's start creating some private rooms. Here's the password. And then with that password you can ensure it's just your friends coming in and playing. And some of these games allow up to 12 people at the same time to play together and uh, and develop their skills. A lot of fun. Archademics.com this is something I've started this year, um, more so than other years. Every time I have my kids take out their snacks or whatnot, uh, I, you know, so that things don't get crazy with with misdirection and social issues and whatnot, I get them to focus on a, on a quick video. And one thing I've been doing is I've been watching these DIY videos. I mean. We've all seen them, those five-minute DIYs, but but to use them in the classroom with the kids has been something that has been a bit of an experiment for me, and the results of that experiment, I have to say, are really inspirational. They've changed, for me, how I'm managing things. I've started keeping all of my plastic bottles, all of my um, containers, anything that I've seen on a DIY video, 
I've started collecting them just before schools were closed <laughs> and, and brought them in because there are, if you type DIY plastic bottles on YouTube, you're going to find videos that teach incredible, incredible things and help save the planet in the process. There's a life skill. That's, this is another life skill, really. There's uh, DIY videos, things you can do with yarn, with string. There's DIY videos made for kids, things in the kitchen. I mean, I can't get into the range, but DIY videos, they empower kids. They, again, help them feel significant. There's so much life skill learning going on in there. And you may be inspired, as I was, when you see some of the results. We did a DIY for Valentine's Day because Mr. Chan sucks at art. <laughs> I think I say it on day one. Hi, I'm your teacher. My name is Mr. Chan, and I've got a lot of strengths, people. <laughs> and we're going to have some fun together. But one of my weaknesses, let's just lay it out on the table, is I suck at art. And uh, and the kids, when they hear that, they calm down with it because they all feel they suck at something. They all calm down with that. The teacher just said he sucks at something. <laughs> and uh, and then throughout the year, they're helping me, helping me with my art. And art gets taken over by the kids, which powerful tool teachers. You want something to happen where there's just an organic takeover by the kids and an independence in their own learning and teaching? Tell them you suck at something. So powerful. Uh, in any case, those DIY videos, they transformed Valentine's Day. And I had cards coming out of there uh, for the families and parents and for each other that I would never have been able to teach them, would have been too stressed out to teach. And, uh, and they did it. Shoot, half of them came to me. They, they gave them to me. And I thought, oh, these are beautiful. Um, DIY videos. Make.com and Instructables.com. I'm just going to give a nod to them for older kids in in high school and whatnot. These are things where you could you you can really make some with electronics, uh, with with um, with wood or whatnot, uh, or, or all kinds of things. Just using using tools you may have in, in the basement in the home. Make.com and Instructables.com are phenomenal websites, probably the best on the net to to learn DIY. Um, DIY instructions and things that are a little bit more significant than what you might find in a, in a five-minute YouTube. Scholastic Story Starters. We haven't spoken about writing at all. Scholastic Story Starters is one of the most fun beginning writing prompts that I've ever come across. Uh, and teachers, if you have any, if, if anybody has any better alternatives to some of these options, please, please, please throw them my way. Most of these came my way from suggestions from some of the thousands of students I've worked with, other other colleagues in different places, things I've seen around. And, um, and so you too can participate in the growth Send me a shout out, write to me on Facebook, put a comment at the end of one of the posts that are on my website at joyofteaching.life. Uh, but Scholastic Story Starters is a wonderfully fun way to get kids to write. And even if you have, and, and I've had many students that are like this, even if you have somebody at home who can't stand writing, and I'm a firm believer there needs to be a why. To get a kid to write, there's got to be a, 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 a reason that's significant to them. It's either got to be fun or it's got to be significant in an important way to them. So a lot of kids don't put energy into the journal 
write what you did today. I mean, the kid knows what they did today. Uh, no one's reading this for to find out what they did today. Chances are they're going to write about something they could have just told you, and they'd prefer to do that. Uh, and so I find that journal entrying is often oftentimes not uh, as effective as something like this. So you press you press your start, you, you go to Scholastic Story Starters and just enter those words in Google to get there. And, uh, and you'll get crazy, crazy writing prompts that will make every child want to do them. What I always suggest is let's put these, the results of your writing, let's put them in a Google Doc and share them online. <laughs> and, then, and then we can all have a good laugh. Uh, they are funny, they're crazy, they're nutty. Check it out. I'm going to stop with this one, Kahoot.com. Now, as much as I'm stopping on Kahoot, I'm going to say I am landing on Kahoot because Kahoot.com, K-A-H-O-O-T.com, it is so powerful for everything. So what it does is everybody participating needs a device, and it couldn't. It can be a Chromebook, it can be an iPad, it can be anything. Uh, at home, it could be your phone, whatever. And, um, and, and it turns every participant into a, a game player for a game show, basically. And so using your device and seeing what's going on on a main screen, you're going to be presented with questions and multiple choice answers and a timer on each one. And then you've got to enter your answer. And those who enter the correct answer quickly get more points than those who are slower. Those who get a wrong answer, of course, don't get any points. And it's this challenge that just keeps going. There are thousands of Hoots already there that you can just say, I'm going to play this one. But if you make an account, you can create your own. And I do this with math, I actually every subject. Every subject I introduce, I do a Kahoot for it. And then as they get the wrong answers, they now have the reason why they want to learn about the subject. They want to do better next time when we play a Kahoot. And uh, so it's another way of gamifying your class. Um, I have kids who, as a result of the cahooting that I do in, uh, I don't know if that's a word, cahooting, <laughs> as a result of the cahooting that I do in my room, in my class, I have kids that go home and they're inspired to make cahoots at home. And instead of a board game one night, do a cahoot together. So much fun. I'm going to, um, I'm going to wrap up here. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that some of these resources and there there are hundreds of others hundreds and and, I, and I'm familiar with with maybe maybe one of those hundreds more than what I've shared with you today and I'm going to continue writing I'm going to continue my resource um, information on my website at joyofteaching.life I am also going to start a free session uh, once a week on Sundays I'm going to Post it on my Facebook. So if you're not following me on Facebook, you may you may want to. And um, I'm going to uh, start talking more about these resources that you can do during these this tough time of school closure. This website's mission, first and foremost, was for teachers. I've taken a left turn here to some degree because of the COVID nineteen school closure. It didn't make sense to me to make this about how to teach in the classroom and better technologies and sources of information for teachers and find that it's not there. So this makes sense to me. As long as the schools are indeed closed, I will cover a couple of subjects like this. I think it makes sense that my mission kind of takes a little bit of a left turn. But as you teachers have heard, 
As you educators have heard, there's a lot of nuggets for you in particular when things reopen that you can apply. So maybe make this time, if you're listening to this podcast regularly, make this a time where you are taking in something new. And you know what? When I go back, I'm going to try that thing. And hopefully it's something that I've offered you. I'm going to, while the schools are closed, be coming out with a new podcast weekly. Say that again. My podcasts will be weekly. They will be out on the weekends, either on Saturday or Sunday. And I look forward to us continuing our relationship and growing. Please, uh, please feel free to share anything you've learned from this podcast with anyone else that you feel might benefit from it. And I'm going to, uh, with that, I'm going to say it's been a a hoot. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun doing this. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. This is episode two, and I'm uh, I'm grateful that I've found this part of my life through podcasting. Uh, thank you for helping me get here and uh, sharing it with me. You've just learned about resources and techniques to keep it together during this really difficult time. I hope that some of the academic resources serve you as much as some of the life skills and ways to spend time together uh, help you keep it together both mentally, emotionally, and of course academically with the learnings and helping everyone just not lose focus on what you can control. I'm going to leave you with a big thank you for helping me keep it together. This podcast and me connecting with you all, your listening to my words, helps me stay grounded, helps me have a focus and helps me keep it together. I'm going to leave you with an ask. There are a lot of people right now with school closures that are having a hard time keeping it together and perhaps perhaps some of the information, maybe just one, one nugget in this podcast may serve them during a, a time of need. I'm going to ask that you share, share this podcast. I make no money from it. It's all about just giving back. Please, if you know anybody who you think might need some help in the ways that I'm trying to provide with episode two, share out the podcast. Stay safe. Stay well. Follow those government guidelines, everyone. And continue looking for joy in learning and joy in teaching. This is Peter Chan, and that's episode two.